welcome to Hairstylist Rising podcast. Together, we are going to dive deep into mindset, marketing, and finding fulfillment in this beautiful industry. I'm your host, Jody Brown, and I am a hairstylist veteran turned online entrepreneur and mindful marketing mentor just for beauty pros. No topic is off limits. We are going to pull back the curtain and discover the success secrets of hairstylists that are rising. Hey, hey, welcome back to the Hairstylist Rising podcast. Today's topic is going to really pique your interest because this is an updated version of one of my most popular ever episodes. And what we're talking about today is Instagram. So here's the deal. Instagram is continually changing. And with the flood of sometimes conflicting information these days, I'm getting a lot of panic DMs from stylists and even other educators wondering what the deal is with all of these, and I'm using air quotes here, new Instagram changes. Well, the fact is that some of it is fact, some of it is pure fiction, and 90% of what people have been freaking out about and, you know, worrying about these days is sweeping generalizations. So some of it's kind of correct, and there's enough basis in fact to support it, but without any context. And that is leading to a lot of misinformation and then it's leading to a lot of fear. So that is what we are going to talk about today. And I have an incredible guest that I'm going to bring on who is going to clear everything up with me. But first, today's episode of the Hairstylist Rising podcast is actually brought to you by the Instagram Visibility Challenge for Hairstylists. So this is a free three-day challenge that will enable you to get your content in front of more drink clients, increase the interaction on your page, and set the foundation to make these new Instagram audience members into paying clients. So this challenge is brand new. It starts on September 30th, and some of this information has only been available inside my paid programs until now. So I cannot wait to teach this challenge. If you're waiting for the sign to start treating your business like a business and step into marketing like a pro on Instagram, I want you to head over to jodybrown.ca slash free challenge or click the link right there in the show notes to register. Do not miss this challenge. It is going to be epic. There is going to be a mini training every day. There is going to be some live opportunity for asking questions and some live coaching. There is going to be an amazing community to learn with. So don't miss this. It's going to be huge. All right. Now back to what we have in store for you today. So today's episode is the long-awaited and much-requested Everything Instagram Updated. My guest today, you may remember from episode two, when the first Everything Instagram episode aired. But like everything in the digital world and the world of beauty, things evolve. Things update, and especially like with a platform like Instagram, We are going to fill you in on what's changing, what isn't, and the reasons you are seeing so many Instagram algorithm hacks and wide sweeping generalizations. We're going to fill you in on which ones are correct and which ones are not that you're seeing show up in your feed all the time these days. Now, as always, my guest and I, once you find out who it is, this won't surprise you, and I will be keeping it real, authentic, zero sugarcoating. I'm giving you advice and information based on our our own research, testing, and experience. So 
Without further ado, I welcome Jennifer Kenny, the brilliant mind and social media maven behind the Independent Stylist Podcast and Shampoo so- Society to the show. Hey, Jennifer, and welcome back to the Hairstylist Rising podcast. I am so excited to have you back on the show and to chat about some updated Instagram stuff today. Thank you so much, Jody. I'm so happy to be here. That sounded like super professional and not who I am. <laughs> super professional. <laughs> Very off-brand, I have to say, Jen. <laughs> my, my brand is Dumpster Fire, and I'm, told, I'm okay with that because it's, it's who I am. I love it. Well, I am super, super fired up and excited to talk about what we're going to talk about today. Jen and I just kind of went off a little bit before we started recording. And then we were like, we should probably get this on the show. So what we're (laughs) going to talk about today is we recorded an Instagram episode. Actually, I think that was our first or second episode ever on the Hairstylist Rising podcast. And we want to update it because, as you know, if you use the app, things are constantly changing. So um, we're going to address some of the, I'm going to use air quotes here, new Instagram changes because some of them are not changes at all. They're just announcements. And then our take on some of the advice that's circulating and some of the, the changes that you should make or don't need to make. Awesome. Like, and it's crazy if you are listening to this right now, if you go back and listen to that episode, I think it was the second episode. Yeah, I think you're right. You did. The things that you'll hear, it it might even sound so dated because a lot of things change so rapidly just as everything moves forward. But then also, like you said, air quotes, when I hear people say like new Instagram changes, Mm -hmm. have you seen that meme? And it's, it's like Dean McDermott and he's standing outside, like smoking a cigarette, like rolling his eyes. Mm -hmm. That's what I I think of when people are like the new changes and they're like jazz hands, like freaking out because it spins people out. And it's, I think a lot of it can, can honestly do more harm than good. Oh, I couldn't agree more. And I think a lot of the Instagram advice, and we've talked about this before, is is directed towards creators, right? So yeah. if you are just strictly a content creator, like you or I would probably fall more into that than than my listeners. But, you know, it, it's really easy to hear these sensationalized headlines that people are using to get your attention because they're marketing themselves and think that you need to throw the baby out with the bathwater and redo your entire Instagram strategy, even when it's already working, right? So I think what we should do is we should start with some of the most recent, because I think we're coming up on a year now since we recorded our last episode. Wow. I know. (laughs) It's crazy. Happy one year anniversary. Yes, I know. I love it. That's a big deal, though. I mean, what if there's a statistic they say most podcasts don't last past like seven episodes? Oh, wow. That is crazy. I think this is about the one year anniversary of the Hairstylist Rising podcast. And yeah, I think this will be like almost the 50th episode now. (laughs) I've had mine since 2019, and I don't even know if I have 20. (laughs) My posting is not so, my content is good, but my posting schedule could do. Could you better? It's definitely worth a binge, though. So if you haven't listened to the Independent Hairstylist podcast, I really recommend it. Or Independent Stylist podcast, right? Yes. 
Okay. So why don't we start here? What is the Instagram, the, okay, I'm going to call them over sensationalized <laughs> Instagram <laughs> headlines that you see that you want to debunk? What's the first one that comes to mind? Hashtags is, it's got to be hashtags. I, I could complain about a lot all the time because it's <laughs> what I do best, but hashtags it started with instagram education influencer he has his name's lucas o'keefe he's got a lot of fantastic content out there but probably everybody that pays attention to any kind of instagram education saw this because he kind of started it he was like i was on a call with people from instagram and they were the ones that told me eight hashtags is all eight to 15 hashtags like that was where this whole hashtag spin out started was when he did that and Normally, I would have, I don't know if I would have ignored it, but I wouldn't have been as interested other than the fact he said he was on a call with people from Instagram yes. headquarters. And I was like, okay, why wouldn't they just say it? That would make me really happy. But mm-hmm. I tried it because I wanted to see what would happen. Yeah. And I was like, man, I wrote an ebook about hashtags. It's free on my website, shampoosasecond.com. Yeah. Wink. But do I, I was honestly just selfishly like, do I have to go and change this book? (laughs) And so I tried using less hashtag. I was always a fan of like use 28 to 30. Mm -hmm. And I tried using less. I did at some point feel like I saw a little bit of a difference. Like I wasn't getting, when I would go back and use like 30, I wasn't getting the kind of reach Mm -hmm. that I would normally And the way that I tested this is I went to my insights and I pulled content that I knew had already performed incredibly well with reach. Smart. So I wasn't testing it where like, I'm like, okay, this already was like a banger. So let's see what it, you know, what happens. Mm -hmm. I noticed a little bit of a difference, but that stopped. That was, I started posting about it when that happened. But nowadays I don't see much of a difference no matter what I do mm-hmm. with my hashtags. As long as I post some relevant ones, it, it's about the same. Yeah, I have. I also did this a similar thing with testing. And I noticed that because the other thing too that they had said about, and this is more recent. So um, on a video about the search feature with Instagram, the head of Instagram was talking about hashtags and then there was an accompanying post basically about key about how keywords were working right with um yep how keywords were working with the whole search feature and hashtags and all of these things so the thing that i had read as well was that people then started saying okay hashtags don't work in comments anymore that was the other thing that came up so you have to put your hashtags in your post, which I had always educated against doing because you're giving people so many chances to navigate away from your content before they engage with it. But that was the other thing. So I kind of started testing like between putting them in the post and then putting them in the comments and experimenting with less hashtags, more hashtags. And I still found, and this is really recent, like in the last month, I still find that I'm getting the most reach with more hashtags in the comments. Interesting. And it makes sense too. They have also been open about saying they're still like keywords is new. They're still testing that. Yeah. And we all know Instagram is notoriously glitchy mm-hmm. when they try new things. And it's awesome because they're innovating, you know, but That's- 
the thing that I like keywords because anything that helps search is good, especially for small business owners. Mm -hmm. But the thing that stresses me out about keywords is I don't want to start and I caught myself starting to do this and had to stop where I'm throwing in words in my caption that I normally wouldn't mm -hmm. just so they'll come up and search. Like if you're a salon suite owner or a booth renter, you might want to be, you know, you might want to listen up. And it's like, it was taking away, not that I don't ever write that, but like it, if you're putting words in your caption just so they'll come up and search, that can kind of take away from your authenticity. Like remember back in the day where like you'd go to a website yeah. and there they would just stack those they what did they call it keyword stacking or something they'd have yes. like a yes like the seo keyword yeah i think that my, this is me speculating so i'm part of the pro am i the drama um <laughs> contributing to the problem of what my guess is that that might have started happening and then maybe they realized like this is not good and so they're like just yeah. the hashtags in there i don't know well and but this this is also like, like you said, it's something that they're pushing now, right? At the end of the day, like, I still think that most people search hashtags. I know I do. Yeah. And so when you actually search a hashtag, it doesn't matter where it is, right? Because the, you're going to have that come up. So this is more for the new searchability feature. So we've yet to really see how that's going to work or if people are even going to use it. Right. And the big, to me, the biggest takeaway from all of it is don't stress about it. Maybe put some in your, in your actual caption, put some in your comments, like just try because what works for you might not be what works for me is Absolutely. definitely not going to be what works for a, a behind the chair stylist. Like we don't know. And I think too, like, I mean, I know that you and I both coach to like a, a hashtag strategy for local businesses where you're not yes. just using like, you know, for example, like, Tampa Bay hairstylist, right? You're using different ones. So maybe in your caption, like what I would think of is if you wanted to experiment, maybe you think about, okay, what is my dream client? Like what actually describes what I'm doing here? Only use the descriptive ones in your, in your caption and then put all the ones that are supposed to like catch your dream clients when they're searching other things in your comments. That would be the first thing I would experiment with. I don't know what your thoughts on that are. That makes perfect sense. And that's like the, the what I like about that is it's a low stress way to experiment. That doesn't yeah. take you're not sitting down and like opening up a Google sheet trying to figure out how to change your hashtags. It's just a small tweak. And yeah. when you're a small business owner and you're doing your own social media, mm -hmm. all of these things can really freak people out to where they just yeah. don't want to post at all. And then that's where it really drives me nuts because that is the exact opposite of what you know people are talking about oh let's increase your reach let's increase your readability yeah. and then people are like I don't even want to do this like I have a thing in my book and I I should post about it more it's just called the findability test and to me if you're listening to this going you I don't understand any of it this is so confusing mm -hmm. the easiest way to think about hashtags if you're not a hashtag person is think if your best friend moved to another city across the country up in Canada, wherever, that you don't <laughs> know anybody. Yeah. And you want to find, you do your friend's hair. You make sure everything's on point. You want to find a clone of you yeah. in that city. How are you going to search? What terms are you going to use to search? Mm -hmm. Like, and if you can't find 
like yourself, like if that was reversed, am I making mm-hmm. sense? Like if that was reversed, yes, if somebody 100%. was looking for you, are you findable? Are you using the tags that would help somebody find you? Absolutely. And I honestly still think that that comes down to what is what your entire profile is about too. I think people spend a lot of time stressing about each individual post, but then you also need to think about, you know, your profile in general. What comes to mind for me is that people, because Instagram, their whole push right now is to be more transparent about what they're doing. They're not changing or doing anything any more than they always have. They're just talking about it a little bit more. And the reason for that, in my opinion, is because they are trying to build a creator's community, right? They're trying to have that community of people creating content. They're trying to monetize content. And I think it's really confusing a lot of small business owners who are on the platform for a different reason. So if you have a strategy right now and it is working and you are getting clients and you are getting, you know, all of these things, you don't need to reinvent the wheel just because you heard a speculative announcement from, you know, someone that you follow about what's working and not working anymore. Look at what's working and not working for your account because that's the actual, that's what actually matters, right? That's the realest thing ever, ever, ever. And everything you said was solid gold, 100%. (laughs) I just want to circle back really quick to another Mm -hmm. thing you said, talking about hashtags. Just having something like you have your username Mm -hmm. And then you have, I call it actual name. I forget what it is. Where like mine says independent stylist podcast. That's my username. And then right now I change it every once in a while. Right now my actual name says, and I got to look, how pathetic is that? Salon suite and beyond the chair. That's it. And that way, if somebody searches salon suites, I'll come up. Even if I don't use that hashtag, I'll come up because it's in the name. And so people don't, I don't have name recognition the way that Salon Suite does, Mm -hmm. you know? Yep. I I learned the hard way with the typo that you cannot change it. right. So make sure (laughs) Google how many characters it can be and do it in like, what's that one? Text spacer, like make sure it works before. Cause once you put it in there, you can't change it for two weeks. And whether it's like Tampa curly hair expert, you know? Yeah, Seattle blonde specialist, that is going to get you found more than anything that you do in your hashtags. If somebody that is looking to put their butt in their chair is looking for you, that's the most important thing. You are 100% right there. That is so true. That's actually the first week of Beauty Brand Bootcamp. That is like the first thing that we do is make sure that your name and your bio are searchable because you're absolutely right. I think mine right now says, and I just call it the name section. <laughs> mine just a, mine says hair marketing mentor. So it, yeah. it, it's a concise description. And to me, when you're going to, if you are using a search button, like say you're searching, yeah, Tampa Bay curl or like curl specialist or whatever, that's going to pop up. And if you have it also If you have it in your name and you're using, I forget what the statistic is, but if you have the keywords that people are likely to search in your name, it's something like you're 20 times more searchable um, than if you have them lower down in your bio. So it's definitely- I believe that. Yeah, it's worth optimizing that section for sure. Okay, 
I have the next uh, the next little hot button thing to talk about because I know that we have both seen this everywhere. <laughs> Instagram is no longer a square photo sharing app. So oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what you saw. What I saw was you can't post photos anymore. Instagram has said they're deprioritizing photos. Don't like, and then the photographer community was up in arms because we built this app and blah, blah, blah. Because and then they oh, can't read or why are they we, up in arms? Like, or could they can't <laughs> listen to a five minute video that- It's crazy. And the crazy thing too is like, and I know that, you know, we've all seen this is a lot of really big time hair pages were saying, okay, that's it. We can't post photos anymore. Stop now, it. the head of Instagram- Wait, Did that really happen? It did happen. I saw a lot of it being like, Instagram is not a photo sharing app anymore. Now, what they really said was this. <laughs> Instagram is, it's, and, and again, this isn't new. This is just them being more clear about it. So yes. what they really said was this. Instagram is putting more effort and time into supporting video on the platform. Is it new that video does well on the platform, do you think, Jen? No, no, no. <laughs> I'll tell you, I have an IGTV and the cover of it says Instagram is no longer a photo sharing app. But then I'm like, this is what this means. Like mm -hmm. he sat there and said, we are helping prioritize creators. I forget if he said we're competing with TikTok, but like they're, they're definitely competing with TikTok and they need to catch up. So they are asking people to create more video content. It's just the way it's going. It doesn't mean you have to stop posting photos, no. but I, you can tell I get a little bit heated about this. Yeah. If you can take an awesome photo, right, of an after picture, mm -hmm. post it, take a freaking video too. Take totally. a three-second video and make it a reel. It's not that hard. And I have to rethink my strategy because I was very, very much like, I'm going to show you how to make everything so easy. Like it has to be fun. It's not that hard. No, it's That's not me hard. just being like mean Jen. Like it's not that hard. Make a freaking video. And then also like, I mean, I think like different video types too, because you can have, and I'm going to be completely transparent. So my number one, the posts that I have, and this is consistent, this is not a one-off, the do the best are meme posts. They're not reels. They're not video posts. They're meme posts. So the disclaimer on this is that it's very much varies like based on your account. Granted, a lot of those do have do those have like, you do get one video gif, right? And then also the the posts that get the most engagement are carousels. So you need to experiment with all of these different things because the reason, and we talked about this actually on our last podcast, and this still remains remains true is Instagram wants you to stay on the platform the longest, right? You Pretty see simple logic. It, absolutely. And that's, and that's something that has not changed. So the very nature of videos, you're obviously going to be spending more time on the platform consuming video than you would consuming nothing but photos. But does that mean that you have to stop posting photos? <laughs> no. No. What does the moment? And this is a before picture, an after picture, and a processing shot. Exactly. That's a carousel. And it's pictures you're probably already taking anyway. Mm -hmm. So upload them as a carousel. And that extra, you know, 2.5 seconds that somebody mm -hmm. stays on your post because they're invested because, 
I'll tell you what, when people post a carousel, mm-hmm. a lot of times the way it works is they'll show you, um, maybe I was scrolling through and somebody posted a carousel and they post like the after first and then like this like tragic kind of before, mm-hmm. but maybe I didn't see the after or I didn't like it. I didn't click like or whatever. It'll then show me the, be- it'll then show you like another picture from the carousel. Yeah. be like, well, do you like this? And so I'll see the, this like tragic kind of before picture and like, damn, what's this? Yeah. Then I click on it. Then I'm like, wow, that's an amazing transformation. And I like, and I click like. Yes, exactly. So carousels, I am a fan of carousels. I think it's just, especially for behind the chair stylists, it's a really easy win. Yeah, for sure. To do a carousel. And you can do carousels with videos. You're absolutely right. You can do carousels with videos. You can do carousels. Like there's so many different ways. And here's the other thing that I think it's really important to consider is like, you know, when, when people are consuming all this content about like, this'll get you, help you get the most reach. This'll help this, this'll help this. And they think, oh, okay, well, that's the only thing I need to, to post then. But at the end of the day, If you're a small business owner, a hairstylist who is using Instagram to attract clients, reaching new audiences is only part of the plan. So incorporate it, yes, but you don't need to always worry about every single post going viral. It's all about like building trust, nurturing that relationship so that those people actually convert into clients behind the chair. I know stylists that are making six figures that have 500 followers on Instagram and Instagram is helping them convert all of those followers into paying clients. So I think it's really important too, when you're, when you're listening to advice about Instagram to take it with a grain of salt, when you're consuming from like big time Instagram educators in other industries that are targeting creators. Dude, I sell $27 eBooks. I'm going for numbers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Whereas Exactly. That's the difference. And then there's people who are literally just wanting to reach as many people as possible because they partner with brands. That is a very different strategy than trying to get butts in your chair. Yes. It's so different. And it's like, I'm really glad you're talking about this because I'm listening to you going, this is such a very basic thing. And I don't talk about it ever. (laughs) It's such a smart thing to talk about. I just think it's because I experience a lot of it, right? It, and like I I teach, I coach a lot of stylists. I teach in my programs. And so I experience a lot of stylists feeling stressed and overwhelmed and less than because they feel like they can't keep up. And that's why I'm so passionate about this particular topic because as someone who's very involved in the online space and obviously I spend a lot of time on Instagram, I consume a lot of education about Instagram And I can't help but feel like, you know, when stylists think, okay, I want to start like leveling up in my business. I want to start, you know, like making the most of my Instagram. So then they start following all these big time Instagram educators whose ideal client isn't small business owners, it's other creators. And then, like I said, they feel less than, they feel stressed out and they feel like everything they're doing is wrong even if it's working. So I think that's, I, I hear so much of it. So I get really like fired up about it. I feel. <laughs> no, I feel, I feel like the same way. Like I did a class for a salon like a month ago, I think. And I was, we did it over Zoom and there was this without naming names or whatever. I was talking to this one stylist mm-hmm. at Nail Tech and her work is like 
banging. It's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And she hates Instagram. And I was like, why do you hate Instagram? Like your work is so dope. Like, I yeah. don't understand. You know what it turned out to be? What? She took a class at some hair show or some, some industry thing where whoever was teaching the class was telling them that they had to write these like pouring out your soul captions on every post. Okay. Like I'm sure if she, she's a lovely woman and if she wrote a heartfelt post, people would probably like it. But the fact that that was, that was preventing her from even wanting to use Instagram to market yeah. her amazing work. I could see red in my peripheral vision. Yeah, start where you're at. There's so much information from hairstylist specific educators. And I think that there's there's so much information out there that it gets people paralyzed because some of it's going to be contradictory. I don't believe that there's one right way to do things. I believe that there is the way that, you know, has worked for me and works for my clients and students. And so that's what I teach. But that's not the only way, right? So like- If something, if if you find an educator and their stuff doesn't resound with you, there's going to be somebody else. So for me, it's taking the pressure off of it and just, just starting somewhere. And I think that like learning, learning the basics, that's why I focus so heavily on branding too, because I think that those are foundations that are untouched by things like algorithm changes and, you know, all of those types of things. And it's just like the information overload, I think is a disservice sometimes to stylists. Let me flip the script for two seconds. Tell me what branding means because how many people are listening to this right now that are like, I just post pictures of hair. Mm-hmm. I don't need colors. I don't, I don't know how to do the fonts. I don't know how to do the fancy posts like you guys do. Mm-hmm. Why is that not what branding really is or why is that only part of it? So here's the thing. I think a lot of the time when people hear the word branding, they think big brands like Nike and all of these types of brands. And all branding is, is basically a perception of you. So think about brand for a business is basically like reputation for a person. That's kind of how I would describe it because it's, it's the feeling that you get. I, I teach a lot about building up, not just a business with as many people, but people that you actually connect with, right? And share values with. So that is where I focus. What is it about you that sets you apart? You can call it a niche. What is it about you that makes someone choose you? Because at the end of the day, I think it's about a lot more than just hair. And that's something that we were told in hair school. I remember it was like, oh, half of it's your personality. What I've come to realize though, is it's not just your personality. It's your brand. It's what you stand for, especially now, because I think consumers are getting pickier and pickier and pickier. And people don't generally want just any hairstylist anymore. They want the specialist. They want someone who's going to make them feel amazing. They want the experience they want. So to me, that's where branding starts. It's, it's your values, it's your voice. And then like the third thing is your visuals. That's what I, that's where I, what I was hoping you would say, because I know if you are, and I hear this a lot from people that I talk to, like it, they think it's just the visuals or they get hung up on the visuals. Right. And that's, or they'll start with the visuals. Some, I mean to clap, sorry. They'll start with the visuals. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, if that's not it, I'm big on doing that because I like, you know how I am with that. I love to just mess around in Canva. It's like a hobby yeah. for me. It's totally. not for him. Like that makes most people want to stick a butter knife in their eye. Like <laughs> if you start with the visuals, you're like leading the cart before the horse. Like you have to start with your 
like everything you said, like the values, and then that the rest of it is going to fall into place a lot easier. Yes, a hundred percent. And I think that's the thing. Like, I mean, branding, like visual branding is something that, you know, it's like you can spend a ton of money on it and have it done really well. You can DIY it to a certain extent. So there's many different ways to approach it, but that's not the main thing to focus on. So, you know, in one of our weeks in Beauty Brand Bootcamp is all about visuals. And that is the fourth week because it is, that's not where you start. That's how you communicate everything else once you've laid the foundations. And if you don't have the foundation, when you and you just jump right to that, that's when you end up in that stressful. I hate Instagram. I don't I don't know how to have a website like I don't know. And then you just give up. Totally. And also, like, here's another thing I'll say about Instagram and people being stressed about it is like, why do you think that you should be good at it without ever investing any time to learn it? It's like anything else, right? And I mean, like just some tough love here. This is a free tool that can help you build your dream business. So if you don't currently love where you're at and you want to be somewhere else and your ideal clients are on Instagram, if you're not prepared to put a little bit of time in to, you know, learn how to use it in a way that gets you where you want to go, then it's such a missed opportunity, in my opinion. Yeah. I need to get a little tougher. It's funny because I'm such a brat with everything I say, but I'm always like, oh, we can make social media fun. Do you want to make more money or not? Yeah, (laughs) exactly. You want to make more money and work less and attract like dream clients? Well, spend some time, invest some money and learn how to do your Instagram right or hush. And that's the thing. It's, It's what's it worth to you, right? Like, can you imagine, you know, like I and I mean, I liken this back to doing hair. Can you remember how complicated doing a haircut seemed before you knew how to do it? Terrifying. So terrifying. I remember shaking when I first picked up a pair of shears or like on your exams, you know, so it's all about learning those foundations. So it's the same thing when it comes to marketing and, you know, all of those, all of those other pieces in your business particularly if you are, you know, a sweet stylist or a salon owner or, you know, any of those other things, like you wouldn't just not do your bookkeeping because it was hard. And I hate bookkeeping, but it's something that I do every year because I have to, right? If you're not where you want to be in your business and you're overwhelmed by the idea of marketing, I mean, there are ways and I make it as easy and, you know, I definitely don't want it to be overwhelming or stressful. But there is always going to be a learning curve when you go from, you know, knowing very little about something to learning how to do it properly. There is always going to be that uncomfortable kind of hump that you just have to push yourself past and push it over and find someone to support you and help you learn it. You know, I've seen, too, just like some of your like testimonials that you've posted of people saying, like, I don't know what it was, whether it was the boot camp or people that have worked with you and any capacity. Mm -hmm. And they're like, I'm now getting my dream clients. And it wasn't really that hard. Exactly. And it's not, so it's not about difficulty. It's just about learning it, right? Because picking up some scissors and doing a haircut, it's not hard, but when you don't know how to do it, it is. 
I mean, this is the thing, right? Like a stylist, we don't learn a lot about marketing or anything like that in hair school. So I think it's just, you know, allow yourself to be the beginner and and invest the time in learning it. That's kind of always my my little tough love push for people who are like, but I hate Instagram. Okay, but what's it worth to you to learn it? I it's funny you said that. I just came out with a new well, no, I didn't come out with it. I'm still editing it. Just kidding. So new book in my Beyond the Chair series. Yeah. It's about, you know, how to do things in our industry, like kind of like stuff we do. And I put a little blurb in there and I hesitated because I was like, I don't want to make it seem harder than it is. And that's, I have caught myself that I have to stop doing that and just be like, no, it might be hard, but you can come out on the other side. It's not impossible. Yeah. And I'm like, listen, you're now starting this other thing. Like, you yeah. know what you know, but teaching what you know is a completely different animal. Like I told you last night, I'm like, I, I feel like I'm pretty good at branding. Teaching mm-hmm. it, not so much yeah. at all. Because I'm like, I overcomplicate it. Anyway, I'm like, listen, you're going to be, you're used to being an expert. You're used to like walking in and like banging out a haircut or a color like very easily. You don't have to think a lot. You start this new journey, your ego, even if you're not like an egomaniac, you know, yeah. your ego, it's going to be rough because now you're all of a sudden you're at the bottom of the ladder learning this whole new thing, but you got to push past it. Just kind of like lean yeah. into it and push past it because I think that might be something that's happening and it's not even like a super conscious thing. We're just, we're at a certain point in, in our careers, like behind the chair, wherever we are we're used, we know we're experts. Yes. Right. hundred percent. And then you're like, oh, here's this other part of my business that I want to do. And I'm not an expert. And that makes me feel yucky Mm -hmm. inside. Yep. (laughs) And people just, they lean away from it without even realizing that that's what's going on. That's so true. I think it's that, it's that discomfort. You know, when I was younger, I would always think that that discomfort was like my intuition telling me, okay, this isn't the right thing for you. Yes. So, you know, I think I gave up on a lot of opportunities that probably would have been really great because I got that ickiness. And as I've gotten older and as I've, I've had to do things that are uncomfortable, like it, it, it stops being an option at some point, right? You're like, okay, I have to do this. For instance, if you're an independent stylist and you don't have any clients that week, like you need to figure something out because- right you need to pay your bills, right? So once you start doing things that are outside your comfort zone and then you get to the other side, you're like, oh, well, I can't, I like, yeah, that was hard, but I can actually do things that are hard. (laughs) If you push past a couple things, then you start to build that confidence because you've accomplished something that was hard and you did it and you're on the other side. Yes, and it just helps you as a person to grow. Like there was a point, when I was behind the chair that I started to, you know, how you hear those people that are like adrenaline junkies. Yes. My analogies are so ridiculous, but (laughs) I started to think like if I wasn't in a place where I had even a little bit of that discomfort Mm -hmm. that I was just going to kind of stall out. Like I needed, I was always kind of seeking that next thing that was going to push me out of my comfort zone. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's the thing, right? Like I can say that, especially like working with mentors and like working with people that I really admire in this industry, and then just seeing that even though they are, you know, have made all these amazing accomplishments, 
they're still pushing past discomfort at every single level. So I don't think that there's anything wrong with a little discomfort. I fully believe that. So you can make things easier. And everything I teach is with the intention of making it not overwhelming. But that doesn't mean that in order to learn something new or to get to the next level, you're not going to have to push yourself a little bit because you are. Right. There's there's a weird divide that I've seen kind of floating around of just everything is easy. Yes, 100%. And that's bullshit. Things can be easier. Mm -hmm. Things can be less of a struggle. You don't have to hustle 24-7. But to tell somebody something is going to be so easy all the time is, I think, setting a lot of people up for a lot of discipline. Oh, I totally agree. And there's a difference between complicated and hard, right? Things can be not complicated, but they can be a little hard because they require the next version of you. You know what I mean? Simple and easy are very different. So something can be hard because it requires you to push yourself without being complicated. Like I wouldn't say learning how to market yourself and learning how to brand yourself is complicated because there's ways to break it down that make it really, really simple. That doesn't make it easy. You know what I mean? Because you have to still show up as the person that you want to be versus the person that you are right now. Because the person you are right now, realistically, if you're seeking this kind of education, isn't the person that you need to be to get to where you want to go. Yes. And you know, the thing about branding too, like and what you teach is, I think branding, even if you don't feel like you need a ton of branding right now, mm-hmm. you should do it because It's literally, you're literally helping people pull things out of themselves. I stand for this. I'm good at this. I specialize in that. And if you really work on your personal brand, how empowering is that? It makes you realize things about yourself that you might not have. Well, exactly. And I think like the, the misconception with branding too is that it's like, oh, well, I don't have a brand, so I just don't have a brand. Like, no, people are gonna make assumptions anyway, whether you're trying to influence it or not, right? So- I mean, I think if you, it, empowering is such a good word because it really does give you that ability instead of just settling for like, okay, this is, this is just what I, what I am. This is just what I have. This is just, you know, what I do. You can take a more active role in that. And that is something that there's, that's a lot of the feedback is they feel empowered. They feel confident. They feel like they know what they're about now. And I think that is, that's the most rewarding thing for me. Yeah, that's where the magic happens. And that's when you do things that you really never even would have thought you could do before you have that. It's you're just arming yourself with good energy. Yes, 100%. So this has been really, really amazing. Thank you. Thank you for coming back on the show and updating. It didn't feel right to do an updated Instagram episode without you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so, so happy that we were able to do this. So where can people find you? Because I know that they're going to probably want to listen to your podcast now and check out your amazing Instagram content. So where can they go to find all that? My Instagram is at independent stylist podcast. And you, if you go there, you can find everything just from the link in my bio. My website is called Shampoo Society. And what else? You can find me on iTunes or anywhere you listen to a podcast. Amazing. Well, thanks again, Jennifer. It has been such an honor and a privilege having you on the show again. 
Rob, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. <laughs> I've just finished another episode of the Hairstylist Rising podcast. Thank you so much for being a listener. And again, don't forget to either click the link in the show notes or head to jodybrown.ca slash free challenge so that you can start making some shifts in your Instagram strategy and experience some education totally free of charge from yours truly. So again, that's jodybrown.ca slash free challenge, or you can go ahead and click the link in the show notes.